This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM and I have on the phone with me the one and only Fadi Zarmout whose works have rocked the literary world both in Jordan and the Middle East and abroad. I have been uh, dying to talk to this amazing young man for a while. I'd like to welcome him to Arabology. Ahlo sahla fiik ya Fadi. Ahlo sahla fiik. Thank you, Ramzi. Fadi, your uh, your works have uh, gotten quite a bit of critical attention both at Stanford and uh, in many universities. How do you feel when you uh, note that your translated works are receiving such critical praise uh, globally? Yeah, it makes me happy like when I receive, when I get uh, feedback from people from different countries, from women, like this is something they can relate to from different countries, even outside the Arab world. It makes me happy, yes. Fadi, let's uh, start at the beginning uh, and that is with that awesome uh, novel, Aru Amman, which was translated as The Bride of Amman. Can you tell me when the original uh, appeared in print in Arabic and then when the translation was made available? The print first came out in Arabic in uh, January 2012 and the English translation came out in uh, summer 2015. And for our listeners who may not have read the novel, can you give us maybe a little uh, summary of what it's about without giving out the plot, of course. Sure. I always summarize it. It is about the social obsession in marriage in Jordan. And uh, the characters uh, struggle to get to this important social uh, institution. Uh, that is, in Jordan, it's still a religious marriage. So we don't have civil marriage. And thus, interreligious relationship is not allowed. So we, I have a Christian woman who falls in love with a Muslim guy. Also, I, uh, we don't have same-sex marriage. So a gay man ends up marrying a woman he tells a story from his point of view and his wife tells a story from her point of view. Also we have virginity is a prerequisite for marriage and one of the characters, her father sexually abuses her and she loses her virginity. And the last one is a woman who reaches a certain age because we have pressure on women to get married before they reach 30 years old. And that's how I usually summarize it. Wow, yes. Five amazing yet (laughs) marginalized characters in terms of uh, society. They are uh, Rana and Hayat and Ali, along with uh, Leila and Salma, and each of these characters has their own narrative, but then you sort of interweave them together to give us a very strong social critique of certain social taboos in Jordan and perhaps in the Arab world. Yes. I have to ask you, Fadi, because uh, people have asked me to ask you, were these characters based on real people that you know and perhaps are keeping anonymous, or are they merely fragments of your imagination? Yeah, they're mostly based on real people that I know. But I also build the characters, uh, like copying certain characteristics from a person that I know and add it to the character, uh, adding even the storylines, like copying a story that happened to me or to a person that I know and added it to the storyline of the character. So yes, it is uh, mainly based on real events and real characters, but also there is uh, room for imagination. So I have to ask you, Fadi, considering the uh, controversial topics that you have uh, uh, chosen to uh, tackle in Arus Amman or the Bride of Amman, how has the reception been specifically in Jordan and to the uh, version in Arabic? Uh, Yes, I I was surprised uh, 
because when it first came out, I didn't know how people will uh, receive it. But then uh, I, I got lots of uh, positive feedback and lots of support. And uh, so, uh, so many women called me and thanked me for expressing their feelings and for tackling these issues. And also I received so many messages from gay men, some of them who were not Uh, comfortable with their sexuality and also for women who were married to gay men uh, were happy to read the story and know that some other women also fall in the same trap mainly it was positive uh, feedback only once I, I, I was in a book discussion that went bad and they didn't like it they were offended by the stories but all in all was good Fadi were there any attempts to perhaps censor your work maybe by certain uh, religious groups or perhaps by Uh, certain publishers? Uh, actually, when I first approached uh, my, the publisher who first published the novel, he said that he was ready to publish it. And we were concerned that it might get censored, but then it, it just passed. Other than that, uh, no, actually. I, I, I heard from some people like advising others saying, no, don't read it. It's not worth your time because, you know, they don't want them to read what It's in the book. Yeah, in yeah. fact, I think I heard uh, I heard you say that your publisher not only agreed to publish it uncensored, but also said that if there were any attempts at censorship, that would actually uh, perhaps market the book a little, uh, a little yes. better, right? Yeah, yeah. He said if the government uh, banned it or something like that, that that would be the best thing that would happen to the books. Fadi, should we mention who these uh, publishers are? Because uh, they're quite brave in terms of uh, freedom of speech. Yes, the first one was Dar uh, for the Art. And then after the first print uh, ran out, I signed with uh, Jabal Amman Publishers. Well, tahiyatna to both of them for having the courage to uh, yes. publish Fadi Zarmut's work uncensored. Certainly the novel would not have had the same impact had it been sort of watered down. Yes, that's that's for sure, yes. And uh, let's move to the English translation now. How strange was it for you to see your words being translated into English? And how happy are you with the English translation? Yeah, I'm very happy with the English translation. Translation uh, and actually, I met the translator. I met Ruth uh, uh, online first. She was in uh, in Amman and she bought the book and she contacted me on Twitter. At that time, she wanted to just uh, translate an expert excerpt uh, from the book uh, and submit it to an online uh, magazine. And then when I had a publisher, I recommended her. And when she started to translate the book, at the beginning, I felt it doesn't feel Like it's it, because it's different. You, it's a different language, so you don't have the same uh, tonality of the Arabic. You know the same rhythm of uh, the words. So, but after a while, I got used to her translation, and I, I actually like what she did. She, she she was loyal to the Arabic in terms of keeping the simplicity of the language throughout the novel. So we're speaking about Ruth Ahmad Zad Kemp is the translator. Did you work with her on the translation or did you sort of uh, turn your baby over to her? Of course, yeah, I trusted that, her, she, that she will do a good job but she, she was sending me every chapter after she finishes translating uh, each chapter. She, sent, uh, she used to send it over to me just to read it to see if there's anything 
uh, if she, she she understood a certain uh, line differently than if she translated it in a way that I didn't mean to say it that way. So we, we took it that way. Has the Bride of Amman been translated into other languages? And not yet, only to, to English. Are there any plans to do so? Because I tell you, part of the comparative literature program here at Stanford keeps asking me if there's going to be a French translation, perhaps. I don't know, like one translator, Italian translator, actually, he told me that he translated it to, to Italian, but he didn't secure a publisher yet. And one German translator, also she said that she, she was working on the translation, but she didn't find a publisher yet for it in Germany. I, I remember once one uh, Asian approached me and said uh, about the French language, but nothing happened, so there's nothing going on yet. But Fadi, you are open to discussing uh, opportunities to translate this uh, into various uh, languages, right? Yes, of course, yes. Well, you heard it right here. Fadi Zahmout is open and willing to discuss any potential opportunities to have this amazing novel translated into other world languages. Please feel free to contact him. Fadi, I want to move to the next masterpiece and the next gem that you published and that is Jannah al Ard, translated as Heaven on Earth. Uh, how long after the first novel did you begin working on the second one? I, I started uh, working on Heaven on Earth, Jannah al Ard, before getting Arus Amman published, like uh, directly after I finished writing Arus Amman. Wow, that's very and interesting, Fadi, because I was going to ask you, Fadi, if writing uh, Heaven on Earth was in any way affected by the success of uh, The Bride of Amman. Clearly, you're saying not because you had you started writing it well before uh, the critical acclaim that The Bride of Amman received. Yes, that's correct. Like Even at the early stages of writing Arus Amman, I, I was once in Chicago and I had a copy of GQ magazine and there was an article about the scientist Aubrey de Grey who was saying that soon human beings would be living for a, a thousand years and more. And for me that was like he was the savior because they are, you know like our lifespan is short we, we die less than 100 years and I know that time passes so fast so it was like wow this thing that we always thought that would never change might might actually happen and then i wanted to imagine how society would change if our lifespans increase and death stop being very close to us so you're hitting the nail on the head Fadi, by sort of giving us an idea what heaven on earth is about i want to talk a little bit about the topic but before doing so i mean i want to sort of contrast the genre the literary genre of the bride of amman with heaven on earth this is my opinion and feel free to correct me but i feel that the bride of amman has a sense of realism that is rooted in uh, present realities whereas heaven on earth tends to be bordering on science fiction how fair is that of an assessment yeah but actually like even uh, when you read heaven on earth you feel it's 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 real it's very i mean it's science uh, science fiction yes because there is one element that has changed and it's set in the future but when you read it you feel it's uh, like a normal jordanian society in what year was the novel set in uh, 2019 
Wow. So it's only 70 years ahead. 70, well, so, so maybe we'll be around, Fadi. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you have to stay around. <laughs> we'll um, all be around. No one will leave. <laughs> let's tell our listeners a little bit about the plot. You came up with this amazing plot about aging and some people choosing not to age. Can you sort of sum it up for us, Habibi? Yes. I, well, after reading yeah, a lot, after reading about Aubrey de Grey, I also ordered his book, Ending Aging. I just wanted to understand what he's proposing to end aging. And then I reading a lot about the, the, the current trends in the biotechnology and nanotechnology. And I thought maybe at one point we would have these nanobots in our bloodstream that will uh, clean ourselves from the accumulation of uh, the metabolism and keep us healthy and fit and young. So that's the premise of the, the novel. So uh, in 2070, this uh, tiny golden pill will come out and people will have the choice of taking it and going back to their youth. Some some people in the story decide not to take it and just grow old and die from old age. Others go back to their youth. And also I thought maybe I can take it another step forward and give humanity another option if, if I thought that maybe science can do also reverse engineering to the cells and get us back to our first day like to be baby statehood uh, and you have and you have a picture of that pill right on the cover of the English of the English it, translation very yes. striking and even the Arabic <laughs> cover there is also the pill it is yeah <laughs> but it's inside a hand am I right that's correct uh, yeah Habibi uh, really amazing sort of uh, melange of genres that you are able to master so beautifully Fadi Zahmout may I ask who some of your literary influences were perhaps growing up people who may have inspired you to become a writer. Yeah, actually, I, I always say I, I used to, while growing up, I used to love reading for Nawal Saadawi. Wow. So, so it, it influenced my feminist uh, streak and uh, interest in gender equality and these things. But uh, later on, I, I, for a certain period of time, I used to read for Paolo Coelho. And then I, I like Dan Brown. I like Ken Follett. But I mean, when writing uh, Heaven on Earth, I was influenced by uh, Atlas Huxley, uh, A Brave New World. So I, I wanted to do something like that. I also read somewhere that you uh, were influenced by George Orwell's 1984. That, that's correct as well. Yes, I, I love that novel. It's my favorite, actually. And I wonder if, you know, maybe subconsciously you're grappling with the same issues in terms of technology and advancement versus uh, social uh, norms and uh, personal freedom. Yeah, that's correct. But actually, like, when you read Heaven on Earth, you feel it's in in same line of A Brave New World rather than uh, 1984. Because 1984 is more of a real dystopia. Heaven on Earth is, you can see some light in it, some 
utopian element and some dystopian element. So, so we want to remind our listeners who are probably running to order your books as you speak <laughs> uh, that The Bride of Haman in English translation is available widely on Amazon and other places and Heaven on Earth, the English translation is also available. The Arabic uh, versions seem to be a little harder to get, Fadi, because uh, we're in the U.S. Any suggestions how people can order the original Arabic if abroad? Yeah, I think I think they can order it from uh, jamalon.com. Both, uh, both the books? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, guess who's going to order them today? <laughs> uh, Fadi, what, what are the plans for a third novel? Now, I heard something about Layla and something. Can you tell Layla me? Wal-Hamal. Layla Walhamal. Are you ready to sort of discuss that or is it still in the works? Yes, sure. No, I've done writing it and uh, I actually I have a publisher. It, hopefully it will come out with Kutub Khan in Egypt, in Cairo. It is it is set to come out next month, actually. Let, let's see, inshallah. inshallah in in inshallah, Arabic, of course. In Arabic. Uh, with the yes. hope that uh, an English translation will soon follow. Yes, I hope so. And so can you just give us, you know, just a teaser about Layla Walhamal? Of course, yes, yes. I always consider Radu Sama is a feminist novel. Layla Walhamal, maybe... Maybe you can consider it as a radical feminist novel. Because wow. I wanted to, to present a strong Jordanian woman. Because we, we always perceive well, the mainstream thinking of Arab women to be submissive in bed. So I wanted to have a character who is sexually dominant uh, as the main character in the book. And that's Layla. And uh, the Hamal is her husband and also her boyfriend in the book. So... I just wanted to turn the gender roles, the, also to play between the role of women in society and also her se, uh, her sexuality, how how she manages that and how she deals with that in the story. Is the title a play on Little Red Riding Hood? Because I guess in Arabic it would have been Leila with the Ib. That's correct, yes. Because <laughs> they they usually like teach us while we grow up, Leila with the Ib. They teach women like Leila with the Ib to feel from the, the wolf from the, the from the man of the time. So women grow up feeling they are victimized, they are victims, they are weaker. So I wanted to to change that in the book. I wanted to present a woman that she's actually the wolf, she's actually the strong. And you and you subverted <laughs> the title from Layla with the Ib to Layla Walhamal, which of course translates into Layla and the Lamb instead of Layla and the Wolf, which of course is the title for Little Red Riding Hood in Arabic. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Baby Fadi, I, I can't tell you how honored and how elated I am to have spoken with you today right here on the Arabology Show. And I have so much more I would love to talk to you about. Will you please stay in touch with us when you release Layla Walhamal so we it's can true. help you through the radio to disseminate your amazing words, your amazing work, and your courage in terms of standing up for marginalized sexualities in the Middle East. Yes, thank you so much, Ramsey, and thank you so much for your nice words and for this interview. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. 